in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Get ready and good morning, everyone. Get the jackets, the rain jackets out. To start off your foggy Friday, I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Jayla Washington and for Tom Miller. Uh, we've got a chance of severe storms tonight. And Chris, mm -hmm. let me tell you, not a good time for me to decide to get my hair done. Right <laughs> That's Never okay. Is, Most right? of it comes overnight. That's the good news okay. is I think a lot of us will miss out on some of the stronger storms. So that's exactly where we want to be, right? Is inside when we're talking thunderstorms outside. But we've got some time for these storms to develop and move in much later today. It's not going to happen this morning. This morning, what we're dealing with is a little bit of mist and a little bit of fog. The temperatures are much milder compared to what we had 24 hours ago. I mean, you can see everybody pretty much in those upper 50s to low 60s. But despite the fact that it's super comfortable out there, we need to factor in some extra time to get to where we need to go this morning. You'll notice the visibility. It's already down to three miles here in Austin, down to five miles in Georgetown, less than half a mile in Bastrop and about a mile and a half in Lockhart. So this fog is expected to work as we get closer to sunrise. So we want to make sure you guys know that we have fog issues this morning and then we flip the script and stop and start talking storms later on into the evening. The storms will start to bubble up in the afternoon, but the strong to severe risk that's going to be a little more delayed towards tonight. 50% chance of those storms beginning today bumped up to 100% tonight. We're very confident in those storms developing here in Central Texas. We just got to make sure they don't drop any hail, wind, or tornadoes as they do. All of that's on the table today. So we've got a lot to talk about. An updated severe risk here. A little more likely to see stronger thunderstorms overnight. We'll talk about the timing of those intense thunderstorms and then what's to follow this weekend. Everything you need to know before that storm rolls in coming up in your first warning forecast. Thank you, Kristen. The city of Austin locked in pay and benefits for police for at least another year. That's in place of a long-term police contract. Yeah, the city and police union are still butting heads over a contract. KXAM Public Safety reporter Brianna Hollis breaks down the discussion for us. As the typical downtown hustle and bustle took place outside City Hall, inside a familiar discussion ensued. The police pay ordinance. In this meeting, the topic took the form of a resolution Mayor Kirk Watson proposed to use $4 million in taxpayer money from the general fund to secure pay and benefits for Austin police officers for one year. It also includes incentives in the form of officer bonuses for the Austin Police Association to reach a long-term agreement with the city. Those opposed want to see that money used elsewhere, like for affordable housing or mental health services. Don't think that the city should be spending money that extra money that could go to other things just to incentivize them to come and bargain. Those in favor want the police department to feel supported and slow the current rate of officers leaving. They stand up for us. We need to stand up for them. The status of a long-term contract still hinges on disagreements over whether certain officer personnel files, which are currently confidential, can and should be made public. For now, APA President Michael Bullock is grateful for Thursday's vote. If we didn't have this measure in place, a lot of officers would lose money on this, and they're already looking at other departments. We're competing with the entire state right now for public safety resources. We would lose people. It also would hurt our recruiting abilities. Look forward to the opportunity that this creates for us to come back to the table and get to a long-term contract. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. Well, council members Zoe Kadri and Natasha Harper-Madison abstained from the vote, and all other council members voted in favor of the resolution. 
The Texas Department of Public Safety has a violent offender database that it's now available to you, the public, to search. The database shows you who on two or more occasions has been convicted of a violent crime like sexual assault. Uh, this is also including people who have been convicted of stalking or violence against family members. And it's gonna also reveal the dates, the punishment, and the outcome for every offense. You can find a link to that database on our website, kxan.com. Well, this morning, we are taking a closer look at the reaction to U.S. sanctions against Israeli settlers in the West Bank. On Thursday, President Biden issued an order targeting settlers who have used violence and intimidation to displace Palestinian communities. Yeah, over 300 Palestinians have been killed by security forces and settlers in the occupied West Bank since the start of the Israel-Hamas war. That's separate from the thousands killed in Gaza. NBC's Matt Bradley reports from Israel on the latest hostage negotiations as they get more critical. I'm here in Tel Aviv where we're hearing scalding reaction already from the Biden administration's announcement that they're going to be putting financial sanctions and visa restrictions for travel to the states on four Israeli settlers in the West Bank who have been accused of harassing, and in some cases, physically assaulting Palestinians who are living there. We'll have that, plus the latest on the negotiations over the release of some more than 100 hostages currently in the Gaza Strip, including six Americans. Those negotiations are keeping everybody here on edge. We'll have all that and more coming up on today. Thank you so much for that. Fire investigators back here at home say improperly discarded smoky materials caused this, that huge fire. It ignited the big fire at a South Austin apartment complex. That breaking news we told you about yesterday morning here on KXAN News Today. Crews were called out to the Cannon South Apartments on William Cannon near South Congress around 3.15 yesterday morning. The Austin Fire Department says the fire started on a corner balcony and grew to two connecting buildings. The fire has also been ruled accidental. We know residents were safely evacuated, but 22 people have been displaced, waking up without a home this morning. And only one person was hurt, suffering from smoke inhalation. AFD also tells us that the fire caused $2 million in structural damage and $500,000 in content damage. The Austin City Council vote is out. Which new changes could see coming to the Austin Animal Center? Plus, college students worried they may be kicked out of school. Why a list of demands could end their time at UT. Good morning, everyone. On this Friday, February the 2nd, it is a foggy start to your morning as we take a live look from one of our many cameras all over Central Texas. This is in South Austin from the Whittlesey camera there. Let's get to your news. Austin City Council has some new changes coming to the Austin Animal Center. Yeah, Council voted last night and passed several initiatives. That includes an effort to keep the most dangerous dogs from being released back into our community and allowing someone who finds an animal to foster it right away without having to leave it at the shelter for 72 hours. We have extensive coverage of all of these changes over on KXAN.com. Austin ISD is making sure kiddos start the day off right with new efforts to make sure school children have access to breakfast at school. The nonprofit No Kid Hungry Texas announced a more than $113,000 investment into eight school districts in the state, including Austin ISD. Now, the grant is used to, quote, help school districts better meet the nutritional needs of their students, and AISD will also use the funds to update its food truck, which will rotate at the district's high schools. Straight ahead, Austin's neighborhoods are about to change. The signs Austin homeowners and developers are eager to take advantage of with cities, the city's new rules.
UT women's basketball got a big gift and a win against the Baylor Bears last night. We've got highlights from Waco coming up later in sports. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to KXAN News Today. Happy Friday. Time now, 443. It is a little foggy out there, it looks like. We're going to be expecting some rain in the coming days. Checking in with meteorologist Kristen Curry in just a bit. But first, Austin's neighborhoods are about to change. New rules will pave the way for more tiny homes and more housing per lot. Exactly. It's part of a highly contentious home initiative that's about to officially roll out. As KXAN's Grace Reader explains, local home builders and architects are preparing for that shift. Development applications for the City of Austin's recently approved home initiative open next week. Those initial changes include allowing up to three housing units on a single family lot, allowing tiny homes to count as one of those units, and removing restrictions on the number of unrelated people who can live in a home. Things that are covered better in the building technical codes are now just left to the technical codes, so it opens up options for people who want to um, add a unit for a family member or for income generation. Some local builders and architect groups say they're eagerly waiting to see what that process looks like. Others are already ready to file applications. We do have a few members that are ready to go. They've been part of the process, part of the stakeholder process, and, you know, have started to adapt their plans in preparation for this home initiative. For the American Institute of Architects Austin chapter, a roundtable hosted earlier this week about home drew 150 people. They usually have around a dozen. What this says to me is that there is demand for this type of missing middle housing uh, that the architects are ready to step up and provide. Those behind the change hope it will allow for a diversity of housing options in our city and increase supply. But when would you see those benefits? We'll start seeing this kind of stair step and staggering impact um, probably within the next, you know, year and a half to two years. Grace Reader, KXAN News. All right, keep in mind these changes are the first round of changes under the home initiative. You can expect round two to come in a couple of months and changes in round two could include reducing minimum lot size requirements. Hulu is cracking down on password sharing. The streaming service is notifying customers that they're not going to be able to share their accounts with people outside of their household. Hulu says the new terms took effect last week for new subscribers and will be effective March 14th Yikes. for existing customers. <laughs> Got it some time. <laughs> the move follows similar actions by Netflix and Disney+. Plus. You know, and I probably should not admit this on television, but there is a method to get around these restrictions. I'm just saying. I'm yeah, still using it. There's it goes away. Exactly, yes, exactly. It can be done. <laughs> Crack it down. Hey, let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because we've got a lot going on today. Really, the next 24 hours going to be active. So clouds and radar showing clear conditions for now up top, but we've got a lot of fog underneath ahead of the main storm system that continues to get closer and closer to us. Now we've got rain and snow spreading out through New Mexico. So that storm system is going to send a piece of energy our way. We are likely to see storms tonight. Visibility this morning is the the, um, most upfront concern on your way out the door because those clouds are low. There's also a little bit of mist out there, so a little slippery at times. You maybe need the wipers on 
once or twice between you and work. But in general, the fog is going to be the concern for the next few hours. And then we quickly turn to the focus of storms and showers beginning this afternoon. More likely to see those storms heading into this evening. So let's focus in on the timing first. Then we'll talk threats from now through lunchtime. Just cloud cover. Once we get past the noon hour, now we start to see some isolated storms and showers bubbling up closer to about three, four o'clock in the afternoon. Once we get past the afternoon into the evening, here's where I anticipate some of those storms having a little bit more of a bite. This is when that strong to severe risk will kick in around 7, 8 p.m., continuing to see strong storms develop through 9, 10 o'clock, through midnight, and you'll even notice some loud thunderstorms in the possibility of severe storms coming through 2, 3 a.m. tomorrow morning before everything clears by the time we hit sunrise pretty much tomorrow morning. So this is largely going to be an evening, night, and overnight event. New this morning, the severe storm risk has been upgraded to a slight risk, a 2 out of 5, meaning we could see some isolated to scattered severe storms over the hill country in Austin Metro overnight. The threats here remain centered over large hail, but it's not completely off the table to see a low isolated storm risk or even the risk of some destructive winds, 50 miles per hour or stronger. But more than likely, these storms are going to have a big hail risk. Miter flooding concern as well, still on track to see in general about a half an inch to an inch and a half of rain in most locations. Areas that got hit hard last week with the heavy rain is where we're going to be watching for some nuisance flooding. But in general, the strong to severe storm risk has my attention getting into tonight. That being said, temperature is not a worry. We're going to be in the 70s this afternoon and tomorrow. Those strong to severe storms are possible overnight, so make sure you've got that kickstand weather app so we can alert you, wake you up if need be. But then once those storms clear tomorrow morning, it'll be nothing but breezy to windy conditions and sunshine. We'll be putting those rain chances on hold for a while. A lot of sunshine heading into next week. Temperature is a little closer to normal in those low to mid 60s and no freeze expected overnight for the next week. Thank you, Kristen. For UT, Austin students are facing discipline for hand-delivering a list of demands to a university dean. Among other things, the students were protesting the university's dismissal of uh, two teaching assistants in November after they sent a letter to the class about the war between Israel and Hamas. And now the university said that letter was inappropriate and unprompted. Our Sam Stark spoke with one of the students at risk of being kicked out. We wanted to show that that we weren't going to let UT dictate um, a selective application of free speech rights. In early December, a group of around 11 students, including Evan Scope Crafts, walked into UT Austin's Dean of the School's Social Work, Alan Cole's office to demand the reinstatement of dismissed TAs. Scope Crafts said the Dean's door was unlocked. After about 45 seconds, his secretary comes into the room, he says, sorry, I have to go, and she shepherds her him into a, a side room and locks the door. The students said they then left the building and attended a scheduled protest outside. Over a month later, four students received a letter from the university listing university behavioral misconduct violations. Disruptive conduct, failure to comply, unauthorized entry, um, and uh, unspecified and mysterious potential violations of local, state, or federal law. A letter to the students shared with KXAN read in part, quote, you and others intentionally caused a disruption inside the dean's office. Oh, I want a dismissal of this, because this really is a First Amendment issue. This is about the university regulating the content of speech that was delivered in a lawful manner. The university told us, quote, we will protect speech, but we will not tolerate harassment, disruption, and dishonesty. Sam Stark, KXAN News. 
Taking a closer look here in 2019, Texas passed a law requiring universities to allow anyone to speak freely while on campus. It also called for schools to create disciplinary sanctions for students who interfere with another person's free speech. Families of people with mental illness who died in jail gathered at the Texas Capitol this week. They shared stories of their loved ones before a hearing of the Texas Commission on Jail Standards and raised awareness for the lack of mental health care in county jails. For years, KXAN has been investigating the state hospital wait list and its impact on jails. There are currently more than 1,900 people on that wait list. You can read KXAN's comprehensive coverage online at KXAN.com. The state of Florida will no longer allow transgender people to change the sex on their state driver's license to reflect their gender identity. The director of Florida's Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles said gender is a synonym for sex at birth and letting someone alter their license undermines the purpose of an identification record and can frustrate the state's ability to enforce its laws. This is Lila, a 19-year-old trans woman born and raised in Florida and is in the midst of her transition. So to get a new driver's license reflecting her new name and gender identity, she says she'd have to go to a different state. The trans community sees it as yet another assault on their rights. All the laws they're passing, they're further restricting the way trans people can present in society. They want to erase us legally uh, restrict what we can do and basically turn us into second-class citizens. Lila says that she will continue college and then move to a trans-friendly state when she graduates. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Good Henry. morning. No secret, Texas women's basketball has battled injuries plenty this season. However, they got two of their biggest pieces back last night against Baylor. Freshman standout Madison Booker and forward Deanna Gasson returned to the floor from their respective injuries. They needed them too as the 12th ranked Longhorns took on the 13th ranked Baylor Bears. First half, Texas off to the races early on. Aaliyah Moore with the layup inside, 11-2 Texas. She had 12 points in the first half. Baylor would go on a 15-0 run though, but Texas would respond with a run of their own. Shea Holly with the steal and the layup plus the foul. That was part of a 14-0 Longhorn run. Then Amina Muhammad puts that one through to put Texas up by seven. Longhorns in control pretty much the whole second half. Taylor Jones gets that shot to roll in. She had 13 points and nine rebounds to put Texas up by 10. And then Madison Booker, she was the star of the night. Back from injury, she scores on that layup. She had 22 points to lead the way for the Horns. Aaliyah Moore puts a pin on it here with this tough bucket inside. She finished with 19 points and seven rebounds. Texas wins it 67 to 56, their 20th win of the season. First time they've won back-to-back -back games in Waco since 2009 and 2010. They've got second-ranked Kansas State, though, coming up in Austin at the Moody Center on Sunday. All right, Thursday was realignment day. New districts were revealed in high school sports. The Kelly Reeves Athletic Complex, a.k.a. the Palace, was one of the sites in which coaches and athletic directors around the area gathered to see the district in which they were placed. Now, new rivalries can be born or renewed, or in the case of LBJ versus Crockett, unfortunately, end with real. It's bittersweet, you know, because they were the they were the best team in, in Austin, you know. So that's like I said, you, you got to beat the best to be the best. So um, I thought we had a uh, a pretty good chance last year. Um, won't get a chance for the next couple of years because they're, they're but who knows in the future? Um, I wish them luck. I wish all the Austin schools that um, are in a whole lot of different divisions this year uh, good luck with their with their seasons. 
Crockett will remain in District 5A as they will be in District 11 5A Division 2. LBJ will be in 13 4A Division 1 along with Achieve, Eastside, Northeast, Austin Johnson, Travis, Taylor, and Maynard New Tech. For more on district alignments, you can head over to KXAN.com sports for a comprehensive breakdown. That does it for me. Let's go back over to you. Jonathan, thank you. And for those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Here is what else we're tracking at 5 on KXAN Today. The Take Our Borderback Convoy is making its way down south. What the plan is once the group reaches the border. In-depth investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Today is a foggy start to your Friday. This is a live look outside from one of our cameras as severe weather is making its way eventually here to Central Texas. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Jayla Washington. And for uh, Tom Miller, meteorologist Kristen Curry joining us here, uh, we trust you with our lives. So break down <laughs> yeah. this weather for us. Yeah, the good news is we've got some time to prepare. Yeah. Most of this thunderstorm activity rolls in tonight. So let's begin with clouds and radar to show you nothing up top. And we don't don't really have any meaningful rain, but it is a little wet out there. Why? We've got some mist coming in with fog. Fog a possibility this morning as we're seeing that southerly wind bring up moisture, bring up our temperatures. I mean, I think you'll notice the difference walking out the door this morning. We don't have nearly as much of a chill in the air. We're